Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Three Masons podcast. I'm your occasional host, Cindy, along with my usual clowns, Gloria. Hello. And Abby. Hi, hi. (laughs) And today is something special for all of us. It's really something special. In fact, to commemorate it, we have our, our surroundings. If you could see, you would already get the feeling of what this is going to be about. We have one, we have one two, three, four, five special guests um, next to us. You won't be hearing them, but they will play a, a pretty important role um, in this episode. So, Cindy, would you like to introduce? Right. So... This, we may be a little bit alarmed by the title. You might have to be, but we'll, that's up to you. But the topic of this podcast, this episode, is something that's close to us, something that we feel has influenced our lives, has played a big role in our lives as burgeoning young women. <laughs> Maybe that's a little bit extra, but extra, but these 22 years, wait a minute, 21. 21 years of all of this collecting um it all culminates really into this one episode of this podcast it's probably one of the most important episodes i feel (laughs) yes this is very important to us and this is what we're calling our teddy bear manifesto today we're going to be talking about teddy bear rights we're going to be talking about teddy bear rights today and this is an important topic that I feel you all have to pay attention to. Please lend an ear as we tell you about this issue that has been terrorizing and plaguing our planet that we need to solve immediately. So how do we start this? How do we start this? So many things going through my mind right now. <laughs> well, first of all, what do we mean by teddy bear rights? What we mean by teddy bear rights is talking about teddy bear's place in society, in our lives as people, and our views and opinions on teddy bears. Are they correct? Are they, you know, honorable? And we're using teddy bear as as an umbrella term for plushy slash plush toys slash slash, um, soft toys. So they don't have to necessarily be in a teddy bear shape. We have them of all shapes and, and sizes. Indeed. So I think to start off, we're going to do a little bit of a history dive. Because I think it's, imp- I'm sure some of you kind of already know the myth. But I feel like it's a good thing to remind ourselves of the little bit of an important point in history. Because this is by no means like the first point where, you know. Sorry, it's not it's not the first point where you know all plushies came out of this gushing source but it is an important point to discuss and i feel like it's very relevant in this episode so we're going to start with a little bit of a history recap which is of course going to be um narrated by gloria oh what okay you're good at you're good at like ret- retelling things and such especially historical facts okay so our story starts um in the 1900s, um, what we would call Edwardian era, but we are in the U.S. of A's here, so we might not want to use that word. Um, and Theodore Roosevelt is the president of the United States at this point. Um, I almost slipped up and, and said Teddy Roosevelt, um, but 
not now. Um, and so there's, it's almost a little bit like a, 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 a story, a breaking news story, um, the same way that we would see in you know modern day politics of Theodore Roosevelt going hunting with a few of his hunting buds. And, and you have to understand at this point in history, Roosevelt is known for being the sort of outdoorsman, but not just like a, a hippie outdoorsman. If I if I if I should allow myself to say that term, like he's not like hugging the tree, but like he was an environmentalist, which is very interesting. Seeing how, you know what? No, so <laughs> we're not going to get into that. This is not important to the story. And so then after, um, um. He's out here, he's known really as a huntsman, you know, probably has like the reindeer head on the on the wall sort of type beat. And so he's he's you know hunting with his buds at his buds. Um and there's a spare that appears. Apparently, and apparently it, they're having a hard time actually trying to catch some of them animals, apparently. They it wasn't a good hunting day, they weren't catching anything. And then a bear appears. And if you're a huntsman, this is an exciting time for you to get catch. And instead, he lets the bear go. And for some reason, I don't know if they were bored that year and when it came to news, but for some reason, this blew up so much. There's a lot of caricatures and cartoons showing, you know, Theodore basically letting the bear go. And for some reason, everybody was just like, wow, a huntsman is not killing the bear. And it was really, I think it was interesting because he had an image of a very strong man. A very, not just strong, like, you know, emotionally or something, but like a, a very, a specific type of strong, the manly man, masculine man um, uh, stereotype. And so I, I think... If seeing him be able to let a bear go and have that sort of that sort of kindness and mercy shown to the bear, I think that's what caught people. And one man, uh, uh, um, what do you call? Are they called toy masters? I don't know what kind of title they have these days. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel, like I feel like they're called toy masters. At least that's what, isn't that what they're called in the Nutcracker? <laughs> in the Nutcracker, you're beating off the Nutcracker. Um. I don't, I can't remember actually, but you know what, we can, for the purposes of this podcast, we can just call them Toy Masters. Okay, Toy Masters. Uh, a cat of the eye with a specific Toy Master it is inspired to create a plush toy or a soft toy of a bear with a specific design that will be known that he markets as the teddy bear. Of course, kind of capitalizing over this media sensation of of Theodore Roosevelt kind of just letting the bear go, he creates the teddy bear. And eventually, it goes from only his company having teddy bears to eventually basically everybody kind of being going kind of almost crazy over this teddy bear design. And it becomes very popular with children. And so that's why, I mean, there had been plush toys before of animals. But the specific teddy bear design of this, this specific sort of snout and eyes, like the black, the you know the black sort of glassy eye and, and stuff, the shape of the of the body, the build of the of the bear, <laughs> it is a very specific to the teddy bear in particular. And you know they change now. I'm sure you might have seen um, Jungle Skog. <laughs> a Jungle Skog is a IKEA plush toy that went viral in 2020. 
and he is different he has a completely different build from the traditional um teddy bear like you you can search up the a replica of the original teddy bear um and so you can see that the build of jungle skog versus the build of um the original teddy bear is different but that's really what started the trend of children having teddy bears and basically other than um, Yvonne and uh, May, which you guys heard in the last episode, all of us have had a teddy bear um, growing up. So that's the that's the origin story of the teddy bear. So yeah, and the original story of our lives featuring teddy bears, because as Gloria mentioned, each of us have a teddy bear, and not but it's, it didn't just stop there. You see. No, no. We have. Wait, hold on. I need to count these. We have but now only a handful of them, by the way. Yeah, the, the yeah, there's some. There's some that are still hidden away. You don't need to bring them out because we don't have much space at the moment. We have at least fifteen to twenty plush toys. I think the last time we counted, it was twenty-two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it nah. starts. This story starts with Cindy, since since she's the first one to have. And we kind of call these, I feel like they're almost like the canon bears. The three individual bears that we got. Yeah, because you see, we have our, like, the three main bears, the trio. They're kind of like us, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're the, basically the first ones that we were offered. I, obviously, being the eldest out of this particular trio, got my teddy bear, Naomi. Uh, I believe this was in England that I... Uh, that I got this. I think so. I think so. Yeah, it was. I got. I got my first teddy bear, Naomi. Do you put like pictures in the description? <laughs> oh, I don't know if I can show up. If they, yeah, will... I think they allow photos. All right. So essentially, um, I got Naomi when I was three years old, and it has been years, kiddos. It has been years since I've had Naomi, and she's oh, thanks. <laughs> I said she's beautiful. She's a little, you know. It's got, she's a bit roughed up from the years, but she's pretty much in good shape. And I've kept... <laughs> I'm just thinking about the time that we burned her accidentally. Oh, yeah, because we had like, candles on the floor for whatever reason. That was so... It was after, it was after like, we call them sen-sen candles. They're like communion candles. Uh, our Christian co- community you might know that. And so, like, you're, these are these long candles. And after after the sun then ends, I mean, what do you do with the candles? So oftentimes the candles would end up in our room. And since we were, I wouldn't say stupid children, but irresponsible children, we were out here playing around, and she ended up accidentally falling into the fire for a little bit, but she's fine. It was, it's only a little, just, just but a scratch on her leg. Um, but yeah, that's that's the the first but a flesh wound. <laughs> but a flesh wound. She's sort of like the first teddy bear that entered the canon, Naomi. And then actually How do you describe her personality. <laughs> Naomi, she is, you know, a fun, chill person. She's somebody who's gentle and motherly. She's um basically everything I aspire to be. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second bear in the canon, Ooh. Abby. Would you like to talk about probably the most bombastic bear in this? <laughs> she is a bombastic bear. Her name's Fiona. <laughs> you might guess where she's from by the name. She's she's from Ireland. We've been to quite a few places. Apparently, she was gifted to me. One of our neighbors, I think. 
I wouldn't be surprised if we were one of our neighbors. We had pretty nice neighbors. Only, if we get to get in contact with them again, I would like to know where she comes from. Mm. Like, where did they get her? She's a we've unique... Never, we've never seen a bear that looks like her. So I'm very curious where they got Fiona from. What if you actually know a teddy bear and it's actually a bag because of the zipper? I mean, that was the original sort of purposes. It was sort of like a teddy bear bag. Yeah, because she has a, a, a little, like... I don't even know what you could call it, where it has like a zip and you can like put some stuff in it. You treat her like a puppet. Yeah. Her, her, the zip is basically on her like her behind, essentially, and it opens up so they can you can put stuff inside of her. I remember once, I think it was when we were in Spain, like we put like some deodorant and perfume yeah. and stuff and like chapstick, I, I think. Yeah. When, when you get her fixed, I would really like to fix the zipper because it's actually very useful. <laughs> Anyways, yes, her name is Fiona. We've had her for a few years. She definitely a bit rough because we've been rough but now we've changed and um she's very cherished a very cherished bear in my possession she's called the bombastic bear because she is the center of attention kind of bear when she walks into the room she wants people to see her not because she's not a confident bear but because she is a confident bear (laughs) (laughs) she can talk up to strangers like it's none of your business like, if she sees somebody that looks interesting, she says, hello, you look interesting, let's talk. Like, she she likes a good party, and she's a very friendly bear. She's loyal to all those that she loves. Wow. 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 Wonderful, wonderful description. And you, Gloria, with our cute little... Uh, cute, uh, the, the, the smallest bear in, 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 the, in the trio. The smallest bear. But she's so... She's amazing. <laughs> so this is Saya. And no, she's not from Japan, or th- despite what the name might suggest. She's from Switzerland, here in Switzerland, in Geneva. Find the name Rujin afterwards. I think I can talk about it now. The name Rujin is quite funny. Um, what, <laughs> if not embarrassing. So one time while we were watching, why were we watching? I have no idea. But we it was on TV. We were watching the music video for Michael Jackson's Bad. And um, in one of the lines, what was the line even? I think it's, the, one of the first, it's in the first it's verse. And for some reason, my little weird childhood ears heard, you say a beast. And I was just like, what? I was like, but then my, my brain was like, because we didn't have a name for her yet. I was like, I want to call her say a beast. <laughs> and everyone was like, what? Michael Jackson christened her. Basically. <laughs> and so they were like, what are you talking about? I was like, I want to call her Say Beast. And so the name kind of stuck. We don't really say the Beast part anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we, we do, her name is Saya. Um, she's a very um pretty brown bear. She actually. <laughs> um, but she, she um, originally had a bow tie. I have no idea where the bow tie is probably lost but she used to have a bow tie i remember it was like sort of like a gingham sort of fabric um one but she doesn't have any more uh she's been through some she's probably the most intact of all of them but she's been she had some injuries here and there um probably from us like putting a weave on them (laughs) that's another discussion but i think we should now that we've introduced our bears i think it's important for us oh personality wise I guess Boombastic in our own way, a little bit more quiet, a little bit more withdrawn, very talkative, mm-hmm. um, very authoritative, definitely, um, very, very 
she likes to interact with people, but she's a little bit more, you know, withdrawn than Fiona. But yeah, very, very gentle in her own aggressive way. <laughs> now, we introduced the trio to you, and we have much more. In fact, we actually have Jungle Skog with us, which is a blessing. We got him on Christmas for, um, for Abby. For us. <laughs> for yeah, us he, he's, we've called him a communal bear and then the whole community basically owns him the whole community we are family not actually no, the no. whole community <laughs> no. I can't even imagine any of our neighbors wanting to interact with him our dad really likes him yeah he, we, he's kind of like the papa bear to us he gives, yeah. he gives papa energy I gotta just say all the reviews are all correct. correct they are correct he's the softest most cuddliest bear all the reviews are true honestly you know when i see reviews i always think they're lying for some reason i can never trust a good review i'm always just like hmm, let me look and research if this is not the company trying to fool me but no the reviews are true he's a, he's a very great bear but the reason why we talk about this is because in order to ease you in into our manifesto i actually want to start with saying this i think the reason why we have such a strong attachment to this particular topic is because as we all start to grow older you know we come at a certain age you know like the teen years where there's sort of external pressure for some people to sort of give up these so-called childish things but we never had that sort of pressure not from our parents at the very least (laughs) (laughs) yeah not from our parents we have experienced external. That's that's what I was going to get to because much later on in our journey, yeah. Because yeah, alongside of our journey, um, from being a little bit strange, behaving with our bears to loving our bears to cherishing our bears, and you know, sort of keeping them alongside us in our growth, we've met some interesting reactions to that. We've met some interesting reactions to the fact that we are pretty grown, and yet we still have. Not just our main trio of bears, but quite a few plush toys, an army of plush toys and behind us. We even us. have like two elect- uh, electronic cats. Yeah, for, I like, like a, you, yeah. Press, you press the top of their bodies and, you, and they walk. It's kind of creepy, but it's cool. Um, and our parents had always been very supportive. When when we grew up, it's really when we started to really love and appreciate the bears, probably because we really realized that we, it would be very difficult to live without them from all the attachments, you know, that we had. And by the time that we really started to love and care for the bears, our parents were always like, like they never thought they was infantilizing us, right? Because, you know, we were doing good in our studies. You know, we were being able to like fend for ourselves. You know, we could make an omelet if we, if we needed to, <laughs> if they were gone. We, we, we weren't infantilized by the bears. And so they supported us, you know, getting new plushies. Sometimes they would even bring some of them. One of our plushies is a plush dog, actually. It was not asked. It was, I can't remember if it was mom or dad. This sort of gate. So I was so touched. <laughs> they just gave us that plush toy. He's a really, he's a really big plushie. He's very nice. Mm. And so, like, they, they, they had no issue because they knew that we, we, we liked them, and they knew that it wasn't stunting our growth. And it only really started when we kind of broke out of our shell that we realized that not everybody views plush toys in this sort of way. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold our external family we we do not really interact with them that much but we did go to meet our grandmother one one time 
and and I'm not going to say where she is. That's creepy. No, you don't need to know. And so we were just need. We had because we we don't we don't really drive cars. <laughs> we're ecolook like that. Um, but we were we we were we don't really drive cars. We usually take the bus or the train or something. And so we were in our uncles. It was just so weird to say. I I'm so unused to having like uncles and aunts. So whenever I realize that I do indeed have uncles and aunts, I'm always like, bro, for real. Wait, just a little um sort of backstory tidbit. We like to travel with our with our uh, our bears, the, the main ones especially, because we really we really treat them as they're in the, not in the way like we're, we. <laughs> Actually, this is very good for the story that we're going to talk about. Like, we have a whole lore surrounding them. So we like to bring them to special occasions because it's kind of like, you know, making them have experiences, even though we know that's not actually happening. But, you know. We we know that they're fake, but at the same time, we still, like, (laughs) they know because they're laughing because they know. (laughs) It's about, we're going to get into it later. But we acknowledge that they're not real of course but we do also acknowledge that they are important and that we've created a lot of stories with them and that it's okay to have fun and be able to you know pretend it's like when you play with a barbie doll yeah except you know we we continue to bring them and and eventually it's something that's important to us and so we 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 were in our uncle's car and so it's kind of uncomfortable for us to leave the the the, our, our plushies inside a practical stranger's car. I mean, we know him, but we don't know him like that. <laughs> so we were, so we were, so we were like, we're gonna just take the bears with us while we go meet grandma. And grandma was surrounded by our aunts, and no, there were no uncles, but all of our aunts. There were some uncles. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. There was, there was, there was. I mean, the one who was driving us there, <laughs> Gloria. <laughs> I don't recognize them, honestly. But like uh, our our aunts and, and and uncles, you know, were there, and you need to know something. I'm sure I think we've talked about it in one of our early episodes, but we are indeed brown skin girls, <laughs> and particularly we are a straight African descent. So our family members like were born and raised, for the most part, in Africa. Other than when mom and dad decided, you know, we're, we're escaping to France. For the most part, they were raised in Africa. So in African culture, it's not really, they don't like to, they are very cautious not to infantilize their children in a way, which is kind of weird because they're children. But like, they don't like to, what they consider kind of like stupid. Bitchy, <laughs> you, as you would say in French, like sort of like, I, I guess you could say sort of frivolous nonsense that doesn't yeah, really aid in the education of a child. They're like, if you, so like, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, for example, being able to build a toy car, they think that that's important. Being able to have a, like, dressing up a teddy bear <laughs> is, like, seen as stupid and frivolous, right? Uh, we didn't really come in with that sort of mindset, right? Because our parents, again, were very encouraging of us having these teddy bears. Also, we didn't we didn't grow up in any in our I guess you could say our ancestral home, if you will, where our parents are from. So we kind of grew up, I guess you could say, in a European Western environment. <laughs> so and and again, we're not necessarily very close to our external family for many reasons. We're not going to get into. Um, so I guess we didn't, we weren't in contact with that sort of culture, especially because seeing how our own mom views <laughs> that culture, she was very adamant at like doing something different with the family. Mm-hmm. 
So we weren't, so we weren't necessarily exposed to that sort of line of thinking. We're, com- we're coming in with a clean mind, not knowing. And so we we enter inside, you know, we greet them, you know, they haven't seen us in like years, so it's probably kind of weird to see us grown and all. And like, I'm like we're pretty tall, so it made us look even more grown than we actually were at the time. Like, I'm pretty sure I was, I was still pretty much a kid. And so we're out here holding our, our, our bears, not really paying attention, you know, we're just out here, you know, les bisous, and then after, like, you know, sitting sitting down, enjoying our time. And so then after, I forget which of our aunts said this, but she was like, so when are your kids going to get rid of these bears? And we're like, <laughs> we were like, shook. Excuse me? When? Never. <laughs> when we were sh- practically shook. We didn't say anything because, you know, we're awkward around people. We don't necessarily know that well. So we're kind of just looking at you like, uh, and we're looking at mom like, mom, please say something. But in the inside, we're pretty shook because that wasn't something we were ever thinking of doing. Because, as we'll get into later, we didn't really have that sort of mindset where we're just like, one of these days we're going to have to throw them out. For us, they've they, they've always been like really important parts of the family. So to hear them being like, so when are you going to throw these things out? We were like, uh, and basically, our mom kind of defended us, <laughs> basically being like, "Well, kind of never." <laughs> and she'd be like, "For them, it's a, it's important." And you could tell that she was trying to translate to them that it was not in our culture. Basically, that you know, mom likes to joke that we are Euro- European and that they're African. I mean, that's true to a certain extent, but I mean, we all live in Europe now. All of our family lives in Europe, so. Uh, I was kind of like, I mean, it, she was trying to translate to them that that's not how we grew up, basically, that we were always for us. And even in uh, even in Europe, oftentimes it's assumed that after a certain age, mm-hmm. you have to just kind of discard your bears or like give it those few supportive people. Remember when we were in, um, were in, where were we? When we were in France and there were the military guys? Is that what you're talking about? No, one time we were visiting some place. No, that was in that was in Toulouse, in France. Oh, yeah. And this, when we were of course carrying around our, our, our little have, posse, have having a photo shoot of them, putting them on Instagram. Exactly. We might actually, you know what? We might link the teddy bear Instagram. Just, just you know, a, a, a treat, a gift. Um, but yeah, we were kind of walking about around, and I, I had Naomi with me, I believe. Mm-hmm. And some woman came up, and she was like, "Oh, you have your teddy bear still with you? My 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 own daughter, she 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 also has her." Her toys with her and that was a nice little experience but it's to say that like it's not it's still it's not very much like a very common thing for people in, in people's heads for you to be not only just like keeping your plushies but out here walking around yeah, with, with them it. in places like um because she just showed us the picture of her of, of her of her girl's plushie she was going off to to university because she's a, a 19 year 19 years old um or what would be considered college for our, our American viewers from the great Texas. Um, and so, like, oftentimes, like, ab- about the time that you go to university, you expect that you're going to give the teddy bear to your younger siblings or to charity or even in the bin, oftentimes. And so you can tell that just by the way that she reacted to seeing us also with our teddy bears, you can tell that it's still kind of seen as weird. And, like, you know those aren't real, right? Wait, hold on, because, you see, it was in the same during the same trip, actually, that we went to meet our grandmother, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, no, perhaps it was just on vacation. No, no, no. I think it was this, I think because we were in France anyway. No, but I think it might have been the second time. Oh, we're going to and, get some kitchen. C'est pas grave. 
<laughs> anyway, it's not like y'all are out here dying to me, our grandmother. Uh, so yeah, we were in France. We were in the bus, going places, and our, our a dear African brother of ours. <laughs> I say this, but we don't know. We don't know the man. He came. We were sitting down in the back of the bus. Uh, the rest of our family, like in the front, we had our teddy bears on our laps, and he comes up to us and he's like, in French, you know these aren't real, right? And at first, I wasn't necessarily sure what he was referring to because it was sort of out of the blue, and I don't necessarily expect yeah, you don't you don't talk to people like that. You yeah, don't ex- you don't expect a stranger to come up and talk and to you. Like he he felt quite close to us, right? I don't know if it's because he thought that we had the plushies or what, but like we're very awkward as we said in public. Okay, like here we're out here being like, ha, ha, ha. no, outside our mouths are completely shut. So we're just you know sitting you know kind of whispering within ourselves talking. Like, Oh, look at the plushies, plushies. Like, we're not expecting him to talk. And then it was just, there was just sort of like smirk on his face. He's like, mocking us. He's like, you know, these aren't real, right? These, you know, and then he touches uh, Fiona and he's like, that, that, this, it isn't real, right? You know that, you know that isn't real. And we're kind of just like, yes. And he, I don't even know, like, he was basically just going, like, and we're like, yeah, yeah, they aren't real. And you can kind of tell in his face, he was just like, so why aren't you letting them go? I feel like he was, he was expecting, like, a click in our heads to be like, oh, yeah, they aren't real. We should. I think he was expecting us to understand what he was saying, which was, why are you still holding on? Why do you have these bears out in public with you? And you literally see our mom, like, because after a while she realized, because <laughs> the, the bus was practically empty for some reason. And they can tell that she realized, hold on, this man's talking to my children. She kind of looks at us like, what? And so we basically kind of just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, okay. And then he just continues, you know, waiting for the for the bus. But what struck us was just how he expected us to have this epiphany moment where we're like, "Wow, the bears aren't real." And I think, I think this is a good way for us to introduce why we have these bears and why we think it's important for you, the listener, to have bears. Basically, this is our teddy bear propaganda. Basically, to say, everybody. Keep your teddy bears. Yeah. Keep your teddy bears and cherish them. And don't care what people say because people have strange and weird expectations on many things, on adulthood, on plushies, on what you should and shouldn't do. When it comes to this, the reason why we have such, I guess you could say, fervent opinions on this is because many times people have sort of questioned and looked at us a little bit sideways for having teddy bears as if it's some sort of indicator of like, lack of intelligence or sort of like lack of maturity mm-hmm. when i mean i would argue that it's actually a sign of maturity oh gosh now we're, see now we're getting into the really we're starting to really get into the into the to the meat of it why i feel that it's a sign of maturity we have studies our dad who loved jungle skulk Homeboy had been having he he studied. Stacks on, he got degrees like it's a moment. Like he got degrees upon degrees. He stack on stack on all that books. Bro, he literally have a little bit of a problem with books. Yeah, I mean, whenever whenever we see his book collection, practically we joke that it's a library. It almost fills the entire apartment. Right. Everybody, everybody's always impressed. Like, oh my gosh, your knowledge, your PhDs, your degrees. He's a very educated man. 
And yet, when he sees Jungle Skull, he'll go up and pat his head or give it a hug. I mean, when it, when be, when I, I I gave him Jungle Skull just to hug him for a bit, he he held on to him like he wasn't gonna let him go ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, and so are you gonna tell me that this man, who out here, without here attending really big schools and such, is not intelligent or mature because he hugged a teddy bear once? Yeah. Like, like, and as since we all because of our dad of course we're all planning on pursuing our 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 university of course and many of us have like kind of already have so at the same time while we're able to to you know study and to aim high to be able to handle our own to be mature we are still able to know that being mature doesn't mean stilting your emotional growth which i think is oftentimes the problem when we think of adulthood we think that it means that we cancel off our ability to be able to sympathize with these plushies it's the same reason why oftentimes they ask you to have pets for your children or have things like plushies and toys so that they understand to be able to sympathize with these with with in that in that sort of way especially with something that cannot communicate uh, the the the, the top tier um, testing mode is siblings, which I'm sure anybody who has siblings is a little bit of a struggle at times. But the whole point is emotional maturity, and I do have to say, because our journey, because as we were saying beforehand, with the way that we treated our teddy bears when we were very young, uh, c'est vraiment yikes. It's quite yikes. Not something. Not something we're proud of. It's definitely not something we're proud of. We're out here like flinging them, throwing them off balconies, hoping that we can catch them at the bottom. Like twirling them around. Although we had, they were like sheep, or and and or horses, depending on the season. Right down after our balcony, I don't understand what we thought we were doing. It could have fell into like a, some horses could have stepped on uh, on the plushie. I don't know what we were the thinking. Lord, the Lord held them back by the wind. He controlled the wind and held. Cause honestly, yeah, I remember one time Naomi almost she almost went over to the other side over the fence. Ay ay ay. And it's like in the beginning, right? Um, yeah, we were out here basically just being wild with our teddy bears. We weren't necessarily. Until... Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> it's an I think Abby's excited because it's an important part of our journey. Until basically, it was one sort of day where Saya Beast, uh, Gloria had Saya Beast with her, and what we were doing, we were twirling her around on like this long pencil that we had. It was like some Disney pencil. I don't know why we had that. We went to Disneyland like once. I don't know why we had that. But it was this big a pencil. And I was basically putting her neck on the tip of the pencil. <laughs> <laughs> on the tip of the pencil and like swinging her around. And I was pretending that she was part of the, a circus. I'm just like, well, what I did get right is that circus abuse animals. But what I didn't get right was the fact that I was treating her very incorrectly. And- and basically, and it's quite interesting that it was mom that did this. She she looked at at, at Gloria, and what did she say basically? She she was like Gloria, you know that you're not supposed to why you're not supposed to treat Saya this way. It's not good for you to do this. And I remember I was like, why? Why aren't I allowed to 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 to? to, to she's just in a she's she's just a gymnast. She's just in the circus. And mom was like, would you treat? A human being the way that you treat Saya. And you know, I was thinking, 
I don't think of flailing Abby around on a stick, you know, like that. And she was like, would you treat an animal? Would you treat a pet this way? Because that sense, Abby and I really, really wanted a dog or a cat at the time. She was like, would you treat a pet this way? Would you flail them around over a stick? Would God be happy if you were doing this to somebody else? And that was an actual epiphany moment. Not some random man on the bus telling us, you know, those aren't real, right? The, the, when, when mom basically went down and said, do you think that it's okay to be able to treat somebody like they're basically like they're nothing while using the teddy bear as an example, a teddy bear who couldn't speak, who wasn't real. The fact that mom basically said, it doesn't matter if it can speak or not. You shouldn't be accepting that sort of behavior towards the teddy bear. And that's really when we were just like, guys, we're not, we're not, we're not going to, Abby, what are you doing? Where are you going? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, but like, um, it was really it. That was the epiphany moment, if we're going to be honest. And from that point onwards, I don't think I really saw people the same way anymore. Like, of course, I I was about to take Abby and put her on a stick and go boom, boom, boom. But like, more being able to realize that it doesn't matter whether the person can communicate the same way or not. But we should be able to see everyone and have sympathy on them and treat them correctly. That helped us mature. That was a maturing moment in our lives. Not some dude on the bus telling us that bear that teddy bears aren't real. And also, I think translated into just treating any object under your care with actual like dignity. Because the thing is that we thought we thought that the teddy bears were just like a little sack of like fluff or whatever that we can just mess around with. But that sort of attitude of like you're supposed to treat things with respect, even inanimate objects. I mean, oftentimes you know, mom um, chastises us for you know keeping our room clean and such and such, but also taking care of the objects that we're given. You know, because it's sort of like a it's a way of basically teaching us to be able to 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 take care of what God has given us with proper care and love. And that sort of shifted our perspective of these teddy bears just being teddy bears to just being something valuable and something meaningful in our lives that we're not just going to throw off balconies at what we were doing beforehand. <laughs> and I think that moment really was a shifting point to us sort of not just like, you know, making lore for them and stuff, because we had made lore for them beforehand, even while we we're flailing them around on sticks. But like to actually see them, I, I guess in a different light and not just something to throw away, which is probably why we didn't end up throwing them away after we had long matured, because it was a different perspective now. It was a perspective like, oh, these are these are things that we have had memories with. Uh, these, these are, these are I guess you could say people in their own rights, if you really want to say it like that. But, you know, there were something that were valuable to us that we weren't just going to toss away like that just for the sake of, quote, unquote, maturing or being grown up. And, and so on and so forth like that was really the real maturity that we were like we've given so much care why would we just put them in in the bin you know and i feel like since that point we've been very passionate about what we were now calling our teddy bear manifesto which is basically we want to advocate for you to get a bear or to save a bear what do we mean by that? To not discard them as something frivolous 
and I think that's that. I think that's where that that story really comes to, to to show. They saw it as more like mother didn't have the maturity or the guts to tell us to throw away the bears when that was not really what mum was what mum was doing with us at all. And part of the teddy bear manifesto is removing the stigma of like you having plushies or whatever is a sign of immaturity or lack of intelligence when that really doesn't have any sort of bearing on your intelligence. There are many other factors that influence that, but I truly do not believe that teddy bears are the cause of like brain damage in children. And I I think part of the teddy bear manifesto is removing that sort of strange association with, oh, this adult has a plushie in their in their care they must be lacking in some sense in, in their mental faculties. I, I do want to sort of talk about that. And I just, I don't understand where it comes from. You know how oftentimes we talk about like, oh, millennials and Gen Z are the beta generation. Oh, they're so soft. I feel like they kind of see it as a, it's because like, you know, we, we do see sorts of things like keeping teddy bears. Like when you see, excuse me, on Instagram, there's a tag called hashtag plushie community. And you see so many people who've kept their plushies throughout these years. Some people see that as a, a, a beta snowflake generation. But I think this generation probably has the least bears compared to a lot of older generation. Like we see a lot of older generations, almost all kids had plushies. And there are some people that I meet that did not grow up with plushies at all. And so I don't think that there's any sort of line where we see an increase of bears also equals an increase of like immature adults and I feel like I don't understand what is the basis the scientific basis for keeping a teddy bear equals you're not maturing I think it's that sort of thing you know how in in the bible it's Paul I believe talking about taking away childish things and moving on to mature things he's talking of course about it in a spiritual sense talking about you know growing in, in spiritually in God but there's a sort of that sort of same sort of thing where it's like we need to take away the childish things to grow up into going to adult things and the plushie is a symbol of childish things and so holding on to as quote unquote a childish thing means that you're not able in their eyes i suppose I'm, i'm theorizing it sort of means that like you're not able to fully grow into your adult like your adulthood identity and so i guess it's a sort of like well, why are you holding on to something that's, I guess you could say, hindering you, but it doesn't hinder you. Like, I'm, I'm able to do my mathematics. I'm able to do my show. I go shopping by myself. I take the bus. Like, it's all like we're out here shaking, you know, trying, well, other than when we have to talk to the cashier. But like, <laughs> but like that's because overall, the whole family, including like mom and dad, who did not grow up with, teddy bears tend to be a little bit i'm not socially anxious is it the word but very shy it's just part of the it's part of the family i don't know why other than perhaps mom's family isn't really that shy but mom herself was very shy and dad although he had the charisma to hide it <laughs> the moment that he hears the doorbell ring homeboy hiding you know that sort of thing like we over it's not because mom and dad didn't really grow up with plushies it wasn't so dad was growing up with books and mom was out here learning how to take care of the take take care of the house take care of her family take care of children like they weren't they weren't out here growing up in the sort of cultured environment that we were mm-hmm. however we don't see that our generation for example is less mature than mom and dad's generation because we had bears or something and i mean i hate to say it but like some of our cousins have been in put have been in situations 
that aren't good because of, they made bad decisions and they didn't have bears and we have bears and we haven't gotten into any run-ins with the law or ha- out here having, I don't know, a, 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 10 kids or, or something out of wedlock or some nonsense like that. And we had bears. Nothing of the bears, nothing of the plushies hindered our ability to make good decisions. So that sort of stigma of you're infantilizing your kid. I think a lot of parents oftentimes get bullied basically into into doing that. You're infantilizing your kid. Your kid needs to grow up. Like, of course, you shouldn't infantilize your children when they're 18 years old. You know, they need to be able to do, have like, you know, be able to do things by themselves. But I teddy bears does not having a teddy bear does not do that for your kid i'll actually advocate as shown by our little anecdote i understand it's an anecdote and not like scientific you know rigorous studying but i would say it would actually most likely help emotional growth yeah. i feel it could actually help you because I, I think we focus too much on like the i guess the hard side of, of adulthood which is you know being able to take care of yourself so on and so forth being independent yada 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 they forget the a very important aspect of being human uh, the emotion, your emotional maturity, because that helps you to be able to guide you in situations to make correct decisions. If you're not emotion emotionally mature, you know that's what how you know you end up with people like bursting at like having temper tantrums at age forty because they never learned to properly ha- handle their emotions. Whereas I feel like with the plushies, at least for me, having Naomi to sort of vent towards, but also be able to learn to like. You know, control yourself. I mean, I, I I will say though, I have grace because I have what four siblings. So there's all there's like other test subjects, you know, to learn to how to handle your emotions as well. But I'm saying that like in learning how to treat the teddy bears correctly. Learning also good coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Like of course, when you're dealing with financial issues, you're not going to turn to your teddy bear and be like, help me, I don't know how to deal with my finances. But if you're feeling really stressed about it, being able to like talk honestly and be like, mate, I, I'm kind of struggling right, right now and be able to hug a plushie without feeling like, oh, I need to be a manly man, you know? That's what, I think that's what struck people so much about the Teddy Roosevelt thing. Him like kind of giving that mercy and that grace without having to feel like oh no I'm 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 demas I'm undemasculized because I didn't hunt the bear you know I think that what struck people with the original with the original teddy bear that one random bear in the fort I think that's what struck people I think that is what should continue to strike people today the ability to be able to be calm and patient and loving with something that is not human because. You see, with that moment, it showed a, a balance between being assertive and strong man, which, I mean, Theodore Roosevelt, what a man, what a man, what am I, <laughs> just kidding. But, you know, you know, he has the, the, the presence, the authority, right? But also having the sort of emotional sensitivity to be like, we can leave this bear go. I don't have to hunt it, you know, to prove that I'm the best hunter in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And I think people throughout the ages, even if we have our standards for, like, strength and such, are still always attracted to somebody who can strike that balance between being independent and assertive, but also being able to know I need to depend on others to be more emotionally sensitive in these situations, which is, I feel like something that we need to learn when it comes to adulthood. I feel like we, we focus too much on being assertive or being independent or dominant or whatever nonsense you will that we ascribe to adulthood that we forget the emotional aspect, which is a pretty big part of our humanity 
like for example like knight oftentimes it's like the whole thing that he fights for his country then after he's able to still be emotional with his girl that's (laughs) that sort of thing you know the romantic you know knighthood ideal right like i feel like it's the same I'm not saying it's the same thing with teddy bears, but it's the same idea of being able to have to strike that balance, like um, uh, Cindy said, to be able to strike that balance of being, of course, you're not going to have your teddy bear in every single situation with you. You're not going to bring, I mean, you should bring your teddy bear to where I feel, but it would <laughs> it, it, be a good comforting at night. You know, that's the difficult, like being going to war is difficult. And actually, a lot of there's a big peak of teddy bears in the 1940s. Um, and 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 late 1930s with World War Two, because it's good to have, especially if you're you don't know if you're going to survive or not, and you want your child to survive, to be able to be like here's that plushie, to be a comfort to you. It's good to have. It's good to be able to cope in a way that's not taking drugs, or 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 or, or, or any sort of other violent means. You know, like I don't know why it's seen as a bad coping mechanism, like. Tell me a good one. <laughs> like when you have nobody around, having up to having to be able to having having being able to talk to your your teddy bear without like of course without forgetting human interactions important. But I don't yeah. see how it's a bad coping mechanism. I think you have to see it more as like training, training to be able to better handle situations where there are human beings. So yeah, I mean, this is obviously not like a professional, we're doing studies, we're like, this is the scientific fact that teddy bears increase emotional maturity. Mm-hmm. It's more like us sort of stating our opinion on, based on what the, th- the things that we've experienced. This is all I have to say. If the adult can function well in society, can function well emotionally with other human beings, can do his job correctly, What's the problem with him having a teddy bear that doesn't hurt him, nor that it hurt, does it hurt anybody else, nor does it hurt the teddy bear in question? Well, other people, I'm not trying to, you know, shame anybody that do, do these things. At the same time, some of you do things that are a little bit more harmful to your health. Exactly. Some and people do a coping way that are unhelpful, that are dangerous to others. And honestly, if a teddy bear brings you enjoyment, what, again, as Abby said, what's the issue? Why can't I have Jungle Scorg in my house? Like and also, how is that your business, really? Like for example, that guy in the bus. It's why was he out here playing the parent for us? Like who asked for your opinion, really? Right. Literally, you're not my dad. <laughs> I I we didn't know him. We will probably never meet him again. He just decided to play parent with us, and like, and we didn't know him, and he wasn't in the right. I hate to, I hate to say, in my personal opinion, I don't think he was. I don't think he was correct in his assumption that. We needed to uh, have this sort of epiphany to understand that bears are real. Like at the same time, I hate to be one of those people, who, like, like you know, had those Disney people, like magic is real. Like I'm not, I'm like I am not trying to be like you, know, you should stay in, inside your imaginary world all the time. But to be able to have those sorts, those sorts of moments where you can be able to play with 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 your toys, I don't think it's dangerous, and I don't think that it's going to ruin our society or anything to have bears over the age of ten. And also, I feel like it's a good way to have emotional release, and especially in such a stressful world. Because then, after you all be, you know, releasing your stress and al- and, and alcohol and, and and all these other dangerous things, where it's like, you know, there are so many ways, really, to to sort of 
de- like de- like to take away the stress of this world and we often fall into the temptations of like really bad coping mechanisms and the good coping mechanisms are shamed mm-hmm. and and that's very strange to me and something like having a teddy bear whether it helps you sleep better at night whether it gives you like a little bit of companionship if you're alone these things are good and should be encouraged whether it just makes you happy to dress them up in in the clothes that fits them that's cute it's fun like some people just need time to spend spend time to just have a little bit of fun that's harmless like do they have to be on work mode all the time do they have to be on serious mode all the time adulthood doesn't equal seriousness it just means you're an adult like for example Yvonne we have a there's a pretty big age gap between me and and Yvonne not like not like 20 years or something but you know there's a gap and yet she's still able to be able to 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 have fun with me and 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 my plushies you know like it's it's not upsetting me or my homegirl so <laughs> so i'm just like why why is it an issue there's nothing there's no proof on their side to say that we're doing anything wrong and i there's an absolutely can we just talk about the fact that throwing away bears is harmful to the environment i hate to come through with that sort of energy but like just the waste the waste and really like it's 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 a valuable thing, your teddy bear. I, there's no, there's really no. I would rather yeah, French reading. It's a valuable thing, your teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say like if you don't want to like interact with your teddy bear anymore, that's your personal prerogative. But what you can do is keep it. <laughs> you can keep it and to maybe like pass it down or just have it as a as a memento. I just the destroying is what really gets me. It's like, and this is why we're doing this teddy bear manifesto type. Be. it's not really a manifest it's just us like ranting but it's it's just to say there is value in them and you don't have to be ashamed of them and you don't and you don't have to throw them out and then at the same time uh you know pollute our planet you yeah. know you can you can keep them as mem- as, a, as like a memory holder essentially and i just feel like there needs to be we need to talk about why we have these ideas and these stigmas and these prejudices when it comes to teddy bears and why some of y'all feel just way too comfortable coming up to other folks and talking about why you ha- you know these are real like that's just like, that i feel like we like i don't know why we need to ask society's permission to have a, a teddy bear a teddy a teddy bear well like in the words of my prerogative i don't need permission make my own decision that's my prerogative. <laughs> like, I, I I, really don't understand the sort of idea that, like, because it's not grown up, that society is allowed to kind of look at you and be like, oh, you're a, you're a child. This false notion of if you are a grown up, you can have a plushie or if you have a plushie, that means that, like, you have, you have stunted growth. It's like, it, I see some of y'all don't have plushies and y'all are sorry messed up ooh, ooh, la. that's the thing i have never see- i've yet to see somebody who directly because of their teddy bear have suffered any issue usually if they're suffering issues it's ex- other external things not because they had a teddy bear but perhaps they live in they lived in an environment where the fa- the safest thing for them was to infantilize them themselves not because they simply had a teddy bear in their possession that they were able to have fun with exactly like we're not saying that if you do not have a teddy bear that your brain out, out here uh, bloop, at the same time. We're saying like, it's literally, it's a harmless object. It's a really harmless object. And you know what? In defense of teddy bears, like, they need to be more common. They need to be appreciated and respected. Don't be like us and, you know, abusing your teddy bears. Take care of them. 
bring them to the spa if you need to. Um, also, uh, if you can make uh, iPhones and smartphones compatible with Hiddywear paws, we'd really enjoy that. We'd really quite enjoy that. Oh, so making Instagram filters being able to detect teddy bear faces would be interesting. Um, because Fiona has been struggling. None of the filters on Instagram work on her. And I think appreciating these sorts of tiny things like teddy bears is important. And I think actually it, it, it helps culture to be able to have that sort of fun and imagination. Because a lot of a lot of the great artists, oftentimes they it's because they're able to click into that imagination that oftentimes teddy bears allow allow you to tap into. And I think we also just need to not redefine, because some of y'all will be redefining things that don't need to be redefined. Mm-hmm. Honestly, y'all use that word way too much. It's not re- about redefining adulthood, but more understanding what exactly is adulthood. It's more understanding it rather than redefining it. Yeah. Um, like getting rid of all the 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 bitches around it, actually going to the okay, what is an adult? Yeah. What does adulthood mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And it's kind of understanding what does it mean to be mature, not just in sort of like the outward appearance of it, mature, but what's maturity truly, and how can we achieve that? And because sometimes you know when you're transitioning to, into adulthood, it's hard because there's so many things that are suddenly placed upon you and i feel like that does more harm than you know having a teddy bear especially when they kind of like okay for the rest of your life you're just like you're a child don't do this okay boom 18 okay now i want you to do all of this and this and this and that and it's just like you didn't that's not a smooth transition you kind of just threw them into this world of adulthood without you know asking them how fast you want to go into this and now you're taking their teddy bear away from them <laughs> you know like I just, I don't know, they, they, I think the reason why we're bringing this up is just to say, for one thing, stop judging people when they're plushies. Uh, two, no, it does not cause, it's, it's sort of the vaccines cause autism type beat, where it's like, no, teddy bears are not going to stunt your emotional growth. And number two, uh, we need to actually look at what adulthood is and not what people think adulthood is and what it should entail. And always remember that emotional maturity is just as important as all the other aspects of adulthood. My Christian reflexes is telling me to say amen. <laughs> yes, all happens all the time. But yeah. I'll try. I, I'm trying to say thank you to say amen during communion. If something, if something, like ends, and you agree with it, oftentimes there's just that in, that, that 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 impulse to just say amen. But no, I agree. I about well, it means probably me the same thing i agree i i, I think i think that's the, the greatest lesson we can get out of, out of these bears i hope the title didn't throw you off too much and i hope we weren't really rambling all that much but it's just to say that honestly if you do have a plushie don't feel ashamed about it if you want a plushie especially if you're going on ikea and you see that bear get him he's great he's really enjoyable to have He's such a, like, like, if you don't want to have a collection of plushies, but you just want one, go, go to, get him. Get, get him. Get Jungle Skog. We're, we're being, emotional growth. We're, we're out here standing Jungle Score, and we fully endorse you guys getting it. Um, if we can be sponsored by Ikea one day, that would be great. So yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, support Teddy Bear Rights. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, hopefully this wasn't too strange for you guys. But then again, what were you expecting, really, when you clicked this? Uh, this has been the Three Masons podcast. I was your occasional host, Cindy, and I am signing out. Goodbye. <laughs>